Hey, what's up, everybody? You know what time it is. Uh, this is your boy Rashad Cole, and this is Culture Shock. Yo, man, I got some special people uh, with me today, man. Emeka, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Just chilling. Been at work all day. But, uh... That's right. Getting that paper. Getting that paper. You already know. <laughs> DJ makes and effects. Oh, man. <laughs> what's up? Oh, no. You're doing too much. Who are you? <laughs> DJ makes and effects. You James, can't Switching up on us. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Hope everybody's had a beautiful week. We missed y'all last week, but we'll be back. We in full effect. Q, what's up with you? What's up, y'all? Hey, it's your boy Q. Just come alive with it, man. Just, you know, kicking back, kicking back. Having fun with it. I don't know about y'all, man, but like I said, we missed a week last week. Memorial Day. I think my Memorial Day was cracking. All types of barbecues in effect. Man, All types of hamburgers, <laughs> hot dogs, chips. Swimming pools. Random people being invited to our barbecues, but you know that's okay. It's all right, you know, cuz. Right. I ain't seen you in years, cuz. Everybody's your cousin when it comes to a boy. You barbecue and you get all kind of family. Sure <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> Mexicans man, start showing up to you very you. White people, Indians, they start showing up to you. I bought some meat, no, you can keep it. Not nah, real talk, man. Real talk, man. We had a good time, though, man. Yeah. So we hope, you know, that everybody enjoyed their. Memorial Day weekend as well. Not uh, taking away from from what Memorial Day is. I know I seen yeah. a a tweet. Or it might have been an Instagram post talking about Memorial Day, the National Day of Barbecues, and we all want to make it take away from what it really means and Most all those that have fought and and lived and died um, just on our behalf, so that we can have what we have, whether you think it's good or not. Um, we, we definitely appreciate those people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, after our first podcast, after we left here, we all went back to my house, and um, we saw on the TV, on CNN, that at an Ariana Grande, after an Ariana Grande concert, actually, on May 22nd, there were multiple explosions that took place in the Manchester Arena um, in the foyer. 22 people were killed, and 59 were injured, and I just think that's crazy so I just wanted to get like a moment of silence for them just real quick so a moment of silence for them and um, social media and the whole world were buzzing in support um, for that tragedy it's just awful to hear about stuff like that that happens man because yeah. you can you can never predict something like that yeah. you know what I'm saying especially at an Ariana Grande concert mm -hmm. Where so many young kids, younger kids, are there, like it's just terrible. I think I saw that the youngest uh, girl that was killed was eight years old. That's crazy. Uh, awful. Yeah, so crazy. prayers, thoughts, definitely go out to everybody affected um, yeah. by that tragedy. Um, I think I saw something actually. Um, she just did a concert here recently. Yeah, it and was. She returned to stage. It was very emotional for her, but mm -hmm. everybody was supporting her. You know, yeah. I support her. You know what I'm saying? So was, that's big of her. It was uh, June third yesterday. As a matter of fact, uh, it was called the One Love Manchester Benefit Concert. It mm -hmm. featured artists like, of course, Ariana Grande, um, Pharrell Williams, Katy Perry, and Miley Cyrus. It was sold out and around uh, at around 50,000 attendees. Wow. It raised over $3 million for the Manchester Emergency Fund. And um, the, it broadcasted on TV, and it had the largest television audience of any program with 15.5 million viewers. So I thought that that was amazing. a that's, great that's way to combat that um, hate, hatred. Yeah, that's you know? dope. 
It's real dope. And I, I seen something where it said, like, she was uh, going to fund the funeral costs mm-hmm. and the burial costs of all the victims mm-hmm. and the bombings. That that's, that's, a, that's a dope step to take. I can't even imagine, like, being a, an artist and being in that position. Like, you know, I'll lose it. I ain't going to lie. I'll yeah. lose it. If, man, you, listen, if I'm doing a show and something like that happens, yeah. that's my last show. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's the... And, you know, you never really know how you'll react to something unless it happens to you. You know what I'm saying? So God forbid something like that happen. But it takes a lot of courage to be able to put yourself in that position again because you just don't know these right. days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I really support, I really want to, you know, give a shout out to the fans because, I mean, even after that, when they were going to have the, um, the, the benefit concert on Sunday, the Saturday night before that, Three men ran into the London Bridge and then leaped out and started stabbing people that was just around in the bars and stuff like that. And so, and so I mean, it's just like we were gonna bounce back, but right before we bounced back, something else happened. You know, yeah. and it, it, she never stopped. She never was like, "Nah, I ain't gonna do this." You know what I'm saying? So kudos to her. Kudos to to those people um, that yeah, live sure. there. That you know, because you can't live your life in fear. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, and anything can happen. Anything can happen to you. You know what I'm saying? It's either gonna miss you or it's gonna hit you. One of the two, and so you, but you can't live your life in fear. So um, they had a nice crowd, so um, it looked nice. So yeah. they had a uh, Black Eyed Peas. Um, what's the song that they sang? She actually sung it and killed it. I, was, I seen the uh, YouTube video today. I think is they, Where's the Love by Black Eyed Peas. Oh, yeah, 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 she killed it. So. Yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to her. Ariana sung it? Yeah, she did. I don't need to see yeah. that video. Killed. Yeah, she, she definitely killed. Sure she killed it. Yeah. She, she, I think she's a little slept on vocally. Yeah, too. I was about oh, to say right. that. Yeah, yeah. she's probably one of the best vocalists in this time right now. Yeah. To yeah, be yeah, honest, yeah. man. They, they compared it to like Mariah Carey or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Mariah man, she Carey when she first her. started out. Right, you know, yeah. Mariah Carey got it. Mariah Carey now. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, but yes, tragic event. In the in the midst of a lot of things going on in the world, there's actually a controversy going on right now uh, that people are starting to be familiar with. uh, With Bill Maher, Um, for those who don't know who he is, he is a a comedian. He's been comedian for a while. Sixty one years old. Uh, Real liberal. Uh, Somebody who really prides himself on. ruffling the feathers of different groups of people and organizations and things like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, what happened was Bill Maher was on a HBO Live TV show. This was live when it happened. Uh, he was on a live TV show with the, uh, let's see here, Republican Center of Nebraska. His name is Ben Sass. And uh, what happened was Bill Maher actually used a racial slur in a riff responding to a comment that uh, Ben Sass had made. So um, I guess what happened was Ben, uh, Bill Maher was telling him that he should visit Nebraska more. Now, after he told him that, the senator told him, um, yeah, we would definitely love to have you come down here and work in the fields with us because geographically, Nebraska is made up of a lot of hills and things like that. Now, Bill Maher followed up with, oh, senator, I'm a house nigger. We'd love to have you work in the fields with us. <laughs> work in the fields? That's part of that. That's... <laughs> Senator, I'm a house nigga. <laughs> no, it's... Now, immediately, actually, when I first saw it, you know, it's kind of like the initial shock, like, 
wow, did that just come out of his mouth? Right. And two, it was so casual, like it was like he's he's done this before, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And which I don't doubt that he has because that's just the type of person that he is. But also, I actually understood the context of which he was using the riff on what, you know, the comment. But I'm going to say this, and I'm going to just say this, and I'll leave it up to you guys. No white person should ever, under any circumstance, use that word, whether you're being serious, whether you're using it a riff or to joke around with. You don't use that word. And it's 2017, and we still have to remind people, white people, I'm sorry. You do not use that word. It is off limits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you, you say white people. Can a Mexican use the word? Listen, if we're going to be all the way real about this, we should probably do away with the word with everyone. Now, there's questions and there's things that come up when you say that, you know, between other black people. You know, I feel like that we should be able to take the power back and all that stuff like that. But honestly, I think that we should just go ahead and if... If it's going to have the effect that it's having on the people that it's having an effect on, mm-hmm. let's just let's just leave it alone. We can't retire the word. It's not going anywhere. But we can dethrone the word in a way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's just how I feel on that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe y'all feel different. What, what do y'all think? No, I honestly felt the same way. I mean, and I honestly agree. I honestly agree that the word honestly needs to be uh, dethroned. That's the term that you said. But... You know, just looking at reality and looking at the, you know, uh, the terms of freedom of speech, you know, people's everyday language, it's probably not. It's probably it's probably going to be around as as time progresses. Mm-hmm. I know, probably to it, it's a word. It's, 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 it's going to be used. It's, it's going to be used. Never it's going to be used. It's going to be used. The thing about it is, is like, we as African Americans kind of have to wake up and realize, you know, like, you know, this was a this was a white man's word. You know what I'm saying? He created this word, and it's got a derogatory term. It doesn't matter whether you use it, you know, in a friendly way or whether you use it to actually offend someone. It's got a it's got a negative connotation attached to it. And so, you know, and I don't I don't want to be hypocritical as a black person to say, you know, like I try not to use the word, you know. But growing up, it's just something that you it's common language, and so yeah. you know you kind of pick it up. But you know, I try not to use the word. Um, but even in the at the same time, like I can't really be mad if I am walking down the street um, and hear somebody who is not an African American, who is not a black person, mm-hmm. say the word, um, just because it offends us. You know, there's a lot of things that offend me, but I can't necessarily get mad if if it doesn't offend someone else. Um, and so, it, it just depends. You know, I I grew up going to. Um, a middle school that had mostly blacks and Latinos or blacks and Hispanics in it, you know, and they thought it was okay for them to use the word because they felt like they went through the same oppression that black people went through. And that's that's a total different conversation for another day, but it's just like who can use the word and who can't. And I just think that that's a, a conversation that just goes round and round and round and round the table. It never ends. So well, I agree. when I think about it, how you said about how you, how it used to be, Um, It was a word that the white men came up with, white people came up with. It makes me want to stop using the word, but it's, again, like Darren said, it's kind of embedded in my language. I won't say embedded. I won't say embedded. It's it's embedded in my language. Like, I use it. I use it as a term of endearment to, you know, my friends, you know. But um, 
yeah, I just think it's it's a it's kind of a hard line um, when you talk about black people. I think where a lot of black people come from nowadays, they think of it kind of like uh, you said, Rashad, how they just reclaim the word. They say that they reclaim the word mm-hmm. and they use it for good in a sense, you know, yeah. Yeah. with each other. I know that that's what. Um, Jay-Z and Oprah had actually had a discussion about that. And I know that Oprah said that she didn't believe in using the word. She doesn't Yeah, because you, you can't reclaim something that was never yours. Yeah, and that's you, true. You, you really just that. can't reclaim something that's never yours. and so. But I will get. I will uh, admit that when I hear a white person say the word, I get mad. I'm like, you, you don't need to be using this word. But then I think back and I'm like, well, I don't need to be using this word either. So yeah. it's just kind of hard. So I got a question. So if... if since this word has so much like negative connotations to it has like the background of the word and the definition of the word just this word overall is just a a disgusting word to use why do y'all think like in the african-american culture do we use this word so much when you know talking to we're just dealing with everyday language. Why? Why do we use it so much? I'm, because it, it became a norm. Mm-hmm. So, so this word was created. When this word was created, it was created so that when you look at a colored person, like that nigger meant a person who was uneducated, who couldn't afford education, who had no means of getting education. Someone who worked at the field. It was like the lowest level of mm-hmm. of humanity possible. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so they have this word. And like they like we just said before, people talk about we can claim the word, uh, we can reuse the word, but really the word was embedded into our system to yeah. where it, it just became an everyday thing. And if they gonna call me a nigga, well, I'm just gonna use the word too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, you a nigga? No, mm-hmm. nah, you can't. You know that's not how that's not how it is. And we've really like almost fell for like the white man's trick. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have to call them niggas anymore. They calling each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like, I feel like that that's why. We, we haven't opened up our eyes and looked at the big picture of what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? Even when right. you think about what is black and what is white. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? How did we get so mixed up to where two people from the same place are separate by color? You know what I'm saying? Right, right, if right. you're an, If you're an Asian, that means you're from Asia. You know what I'm saying? If you're... Uh, um, a Mexican, that means you're from Mexico. You know what I'm saying? If you're German, that means you're from Germany. Like that's, So how did Americans become black or white? You know what I'm saying? And it's just falling into the whole idea of, of separation. When you use that word, I feel like you're falling into the, the whole idea of, of separation, separation and segregation. And I think it depends on how white people use it as well. Some people, some white people are friends with black people and they use it like, oh, my nigga. But yeah. some white people be using it yeah, to, to, offend, that, you. to yeah. offend you and to hit yeah. that sore spot in you because, you know, they just want to be they hateful wanna, and mean. Yeah. I don't yeah. have no white friends to do that. Yeah. yeah. I guess my thing with that is, I guess the issue that I have, and, and this even is with this guy in particular, with Bill Maher, mm-hmm. is when white people have a little piece of the black culture, it's almost they feel entitled that if they feel like they have a license yeah. to, to use the word. Like, he, he has a show called Politically Incorrect. And on that show, he's, um, he's never shied away from shocking and appalling people and offending people and everything like that. And because he's so outspoken and he just doesn't have this filter, he feels like that gives him a license to be like, well, because this is who I am, 
I can get on here and I can just let it rip on anybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I feel like you got to draw the line at some point. Some stuff you just got to leave alone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because you, uh, I think Q was saying that he has uh, on record for loving black women. He's dated a few and things like that. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But what, what does that mean way. for me? Right. Like, yeah, yeah you, nothing to do with it's because you right. had a little piece of that. Does not mean that you are have any type of license whatsoever right. to use that yeah. word. There's too much blow on that word for you, sir. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I think yeah. I just think the word. I think he took it too far. You know what I'm saying? I think that, and that's what African Americans and Black people need to understand is that, you know, the word is just a bad word. If you can get that in your mind, like you just won't say it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you just won't use it. The word is a bad word. Um, I don't ever want. I don't ever wish what blacks went through, you know, in the in the seventies and the eighties on anybody today. You know what I'm saying? We go through what we go through now, being millennials in 2017. But I wouldn't wish the hatred and and all that we've overcome, you know, within the civil rights movement on anybody today. Uh, but I, I think we can all agree that Bill Riley just went way too far. <laughs> Bill Maher. Who's Bill O'Reilly? All these bills. So listen, we got one, I got one last question. We can move on. If a black comedian was on this show and said the same joke, do you laugh? I'm going to be honest. I would probably laugh at that joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, to me, I guess there's a sense of like, Identification, like I can, I can identify with you because I'm a brother just like you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I feel like in certain situations you can almost kind of like put yourself in the shoes and be like, hey, well, you you would have been. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at, for him, you you can't you can't possibly be exposed to something like this. You're a white male. You know what I'm saying? So you would have never had that issue. So you can't really speak on something that would have never affected you, even if you were in that time. You know Should what I'm we laugh though? Right, that right. I'm, I'm just thinking right now, like, what if Dave Chappelle said that? That's literally who I thought about. And, and he has, that's and he has. Yeah, that's the thing about it. But should a we, lot of, as, should we as African Americans take a word and and use it as a joke? You know what I'm saying? Should should we a word that is used towards us? Should we take it? Should we, think, but but we laugh though. Like they have, and we I mean, yeah. Laugh. I think you know part of it. You know, when a lot of people talking about us flipping the word, part of it, we use it, how do I say it? We, I feel like we're reclaiming it, like I already said, we're reclaiming it, but as, as we do, like a lot of, with a lot of other stuff, we flip it for good. Like, yeah. you know, it was meant for bad, but we flip it to mean something completely different. See, we reclaimed it, but we didn't change the definition of it. If you look up the definition, the definition is the same. So do we really? But we don't. Claim when it? I say, when I call like if I call Q my nigga or Rashad my nigga or you my nigga, I'm not saying that you uneducated or I'm not saying yeah. that you're the lowest of the low. Yeah. It's a term of endearment. Like y'all are my y'all are my brother. Y'all are my fam. Like right. you know what I'm saying. So I feel like that's just that's where I, how I see it. Plus, I feel like a lot of stuff, you know, kind of like laugh to keep them crying. Like back then, yeah. uh, a lot of the singing. I'm pretty sure that they that they they sung. And they talked and they laughed in situations that were so evil and wicked to get through that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, should we laugh? Probably not. But like back then, I'm pretty sure there was a whole lot of laughing and singing in certain situations yeah. to kind of block like, man, yeah. there's so much evil going around me. I got to make light of this somehow. Yeah. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, that's just me. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. yeah Bill Maher took it too far, but he ain't the only one taking, too, taking it too far. Recently, uh, Kathy Griffin has... Really taking it too far. Well, that's what they say. I don't know. I, 
I don't know how. She did. She took it too far. She took it too far. May 30th, she tweeted a photo, I'm sure everybody has seen it, where she was holding a decapitated, bloody Trump head. And she's now, as a consequence, losing contracts and endorsements left and right. She lost her CNN New Year's Eve program, uh, you know, the New Year's Eve program that they do every year. She lost that in, uh, what's it called? She lost that. Endorsement? Endorsement. There you go. We're not at that alley either. That's not at that alley. That's cool. It's cool. We're good. Anyway, she lost that contract is what I was trying to say. She lost that contract. Then she lost a contract with the casino in New Mexico. They canceled her July 22nd performance. And then she lost, sorry, she lost an endorsement with somebody called Squatty Potty. <laughs> it's a, a family-owned Utah company. They fired her. That's not an endorsement you want anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't mind losing that. Yeah, she was supposed to be promoting their uh, toilet stools. Yeah, <laughs> so I would let that go. I would she lost. Yeah, let that go down the crapper. No pun intended. Here's my thing. I was weak on that day. So she did. So she did all of this, right? She made the joke, and you know, it's not like. It's not like, oops, I said it, right? You, y'all made the head, y'all yeah. took it, y'all put ketchup yeah. all on it, you know what I'm saying? And then you posed for the picture, and the, and the cameraman was like, one, two, three, go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you put ketchup oh, all over the face. Yeah, yeah don't, it don't, was well don't start, please. Don't, don't start. <laughs> nah, that's good. Uh, but, yeah, so you did this. It was well thought out. Yeah. Like, you know, so, and then, like, I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm holding an article, and it literally says... Trump is trying to ruin my life. No, Trump yeah, is not trying saying. to ruin your yeah. life. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you did was disrespectful. If you took my head and you did the same thing, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to come after you, too. What are you really trying to say? Why did you do that? Mm-hmm. Why did you post that picture? Like, But, but, so, you know, that was, of course, that, that was a very controversial uh, photo, and it still is controversial right now. But... What about, I hear everybody in such outrage over this photo, but what about everything that was said and was done to Obama Mama. dolls? Right. Like in, in the South where, you know, farmers or whatever, they were lynching Obama dolls. They were setting him like on fire and everything. And I just think like, it's the same thing. Now, uh, one point that people have is that she had more as a, um, She's famous, so, so so she had a bigger platform. That's what I was going to say. Who was doing it to the Obama dolls? Yeah, you can't really point out somebody like, oh, this this public figure did something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I'm wrong, you I can... mean, yeah. I mean, I really have. I've seen a lot of disrespect from people who do have huge platforms that were disrespecting Obama. But I really haven't seen it cross the line like In that. that. I haven't yeah, seen that, it today. I haven't seen it Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, seriously. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I'm in the same treatment. You know what I'm saying? Like if everyone wants to have this outrage, this this uh, this type of malice for Kathy Griffin, you know what I'm saying? who who did this, you know what I'm saying? We gotta, you still gotta treat it fair across the board. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you do gotta feed it. Uh, not feed it. What? You gotta <laughs> treat it fair across the board. Yeah. The difference with this one to me is we actually have somebody to target. It's like you can actually say right. we can 
attack this person. Like, we can target Kathy. You right. know what I'm saying? Because right. she is somebody, like we said before, who is out there. When you have a big group of people all over the place that's doing disrespe- disrespectful stuff, you know, to Obama like that and the hanging of the dolls and catch them on fire. It's like, who do we target? Like, who do we go to? Yeah, we can't really, doing? We can't like really the, go to everybody. Right. You, like, but, we see the work. We yeah. see what, the, yeah. what was done, but yeah. who, do we, who do we address? But I think it was last year. I can't remember if it was last year. I know it was, like, right around the end of uh, Obama's presidency. There was, I think, I think she was a senator. I can't remember if she was a senator. But she called, do y'all remember that she called Michelle Obama a, a monkey? All right, and, exactly. In heels, exactly. And she, she exactly. had, she to some extent, of exactly. course, not as big a platform, mm-hmm. but she does have a platform. She's a senator, I think. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that, but I think she is. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's a, it's the same thing to me. Like you mm-hmm. know, it. I, I don't know about that. I mean, the 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 level of disrespect, you know, maybe. But I, she took it to a whole extent where it's just like it looks like a detached head. Like someone is executed, but no, I mean, no, Trump, no. But you know what I'm saying. But they put, they put a Obama doll of exact replica of Obama in a tree. Put it, put a noose around it. Who? Who? But that's not the point. That's it not is the, the point. Exact, it, it is, is the, the point. point. It is. That's. I mean, no, it's the point. It's a. It's a point. Who do we but address? I figure. I. I feel like. Disrespecting the president, like someone who's in in leadership positions such as that, disrespecting him in that way is just something you shouldn't do. Period. Like uh, whoever it is, whoever is in whoever is in office. We're talking about. We're talking about the the fact that the fact that we know that Kathy Griffin did this. Right. But the reason why we know Kathy Griffin did this is because he's on a bigger platform. So what I'm saying is, no, No, because if you did it and you tweeted the picture, everybody's gonna know that you did it too. I get you on that. Try it. I, I get. I get you on that. But I mean, like we have. There are certain cases where people have disrespected Obama on a on a platform, and we've known who to that person extent, is. Not to, that not to this extent because it's been this gory. Okay. But like, no matter who you are, no matter no matter no matter who you are, no matter what platform you own, disrespecting the president like this or disrespecting the president at all. Yeah. It's really it's all wrong. It's all wrong. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I mean it's not I mean yes we get on Kathy Griffin because she has a bigger stage, she had more to lose because of this. Right. But all across the board, this is unacceptable, period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I agree. This is totally unacceptable for everybody. No no president, you know, of my country unfortunately, with the one we have, should ever be the butt of a joke with something as serious as execution. And thing like that. That's just that's just twisted. It's evil. It's dead wrong. You know what I'm saying? So nobody should be exposed to something like that. Now, Kathy, the whole thing with Kathy is we know for a fact, Miss Kathy, Kathy, you did it. You you put it out there. We know exactly who to go to. We can talk about nobody should disrespect nobody at the end of the day, and that's great. But they can't lose endorsements. They who you know who is that? You know what I'm saying? Like we we can only go so far with that argument. You know what I'm saying? Because there is literally nobody to address here. She is somebody who we know for a fact that you did this. You put it out here that you did this. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah at the end of the day, you can't. She's blaming Donald Trump for this, but you can't blame him for this. I mean, no. Like, she. I disagree completely with that. Like, you don't blame Donald Trump for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you, he can do bad all by himself. Yeah, he don't he need you. Yeah. Yeah, let, let him destroy himself. Yeah. yeah. He's he's not not do that. Yeah, but. 
Um, and shame yeah. on Tyler Shields who took the dang on picture. Shame on you. You know better too. I'm just wondering what they were expecting. Like, exactly. what I want to know, like, the catalyst for this photo shoot, first off. And then, like, was this the outcome? Because I know, I mean, how often do we talk about Kathy Griffin? I had to look her up. I ain't not at she all. Was for I mean, I know she's a comedian. Granted, granted she oh, is. She's, she's, she's funny. I lie, I she, she's funny. But it's like we don't talk about her a, a whole lot. Nah, we don't especially see her the youth life. and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's like, what was the motive behind this? I don't. I don't. Really I don't know. That. It's probably but what it was, like and this it. probably falls into the same situation with Bill Maher. It was probably a joke that went horribly wrong. Yeah. Because even with Bill, it was a riff. It was a joke, and I actually understood the context of the joke that he was using, mm -hmm. but it did not go well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When when you're dealing with serious matters like that, I don't know. I don't understand how these people expect like, oh man, like that was genius. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. just too far. If and I don't, I don't support Trump. I don't, oh, yeah. but like when I saw the picture, I, I never story. cracked a smile at it. I was like, yeah. dang, that's yeah. gory. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I did, I never cracked a smile at it. So, yeah. and it's even worse when you are, you know, claiming to be the victim, and then in your press conference, you say that you're going to continue to use Trump as fodder to her comedic to her comedic material. Like you didn't learn your lesson. So, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like she's basically going. Well, I'm going to make I'm going to make fun of him more now. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, as a comedian, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a comedian, yeah. you can do that. Yeah, but Donald but Trump is petty. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you probably mess with the wrong person. Because Donald Trump has already showed that he's going to get up there and just say anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're going to be part of his next campaign. You know what I'm saying? Like, Some, somebody. I mean, I wouldn't even care about be. that. I mean, I'm not going to care about that. But it's just, you know, if I feel like clowning you for the stuff, for the decisions you're making, I'm going to clown you. I'm yeah. going to let you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he deserves you know? to be clowned. Yeah. It's just a line that you don't go past. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's a line. It's, it's all about being tasteful. Right? Yeah. If you can make fun of people and you can do all that, that's fine. Just make sure it's tasteful. Mm -hmm. Make sure it's not, you know, people, hey, whoa, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Right. So just be tasteful. If that's, if that's a message that we can say, be tasteful. So it's Wednesday. We got a game lit on today. Who's coming out on top? Q, what you think? Jesus Christ. Yes. Well, judging from the first two games that has Taken pass, y'all have known that these two games have taken place in the Oracle Stadium at the Warriors' home. And boy, what atrocious performance we have seen from the Cavaliers. What an outstanding performance we have seen from the Warriors. Absolutely. As you can see, the first game, game one, we see that the score was, well, they got bashed. 91 Cavaliers, Warriors, 113. Took a 22-point loss. Game two, 113 to 132, Warriors. So this has not been the expected outcome of what I thought was going to happen. It wasn't your expected It outcome. wasn't mine. I'm not okay. even going to lie. Yeah, it wasn't I, mine. It wasn't mine. It wasn't mine. I'm a Cavs fan, so today yeah, I died. Yeah, I, yeah. I it wasn't happening. mine. I mean, I honestly expect – no, 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 no. What – I expected this from LeBron because LeBron James, he's producing what he needs to produce from his finals. Yeah. You know, he has, he's been scoring triple doubles. He's been doing his job 30, at least 30 points. This past game, he had 14 assists, a double digit rebounds. He's literally doing his job. But once I see that he's doing his job and the bench is literally not being a factor whatsoever. The Cavaliers bench, they are getting trashed. You take LeBron out the game, the team literally has been disintegrating. 
So you're talking about the the high the person who had the highest amount of points on their bench was Richard Jefferson, who scored nine points out of the whole game, out of all the four quarters that are in the game. This man had nine points. Come so out the bench. Get it this year. So listen, I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. We still got we still got five games left, sir. We got two so, games at home. I, I feel like I personally feel like that the Cavs they're gonna light up a fire in themselves. And uh, they're going to do what it takes to defend home court. Now, this is the overview of the game, of the series so far for me. Like Quentin said, uh, LeBron is definitely producing. You know what I'm saying? He's doing his thing, but he's really not getting no help from his team. Uh, the only person really contributing right now is Kevin Love. Uh, he's been getting great, a uh, great amount of rebounds. He's been putting up 20-plus points, I think. Um, but it's really literally just them two right now. And if, if the Cavs really have any hope of winning, the big three, him, uh, Kevin Love and your boy Kyrie Irving, they're going to have to combine for like 80, 90 points between them three. You know what I'm saying? And one thing, uh, one thing real quick that's actually been frustrating me when it comes with dealing with like uh, Golden State fans and just LeBron criticizers in, in general. I've been hearing a lot of people say, well, man, LeBron looked like he ain't really – I mean, in situations like this, he just got to go for it. Like I need to see that dog in LeBron. Like he ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? And this is what I have to say about that. And I'm going to say this to the day I die. When you are LeBron James, you don't have the luxury of being that person for a full game. When you're LeBron James, you are somebody who is going after every steal, going after every block, every rebound, every assist, every bucket. All across the board, LeBron is attacking every single one of these areas. And for him to do that for a full for a full course game, that's no way. The people say, well, he's LeBron James. Like, he's a freak of nature. Yeah, but he's still human. I don't know if y'all paid attention to this, but at the beginning, kind of like beginning midway through the third quarter, LeBron looked like he was a walking dead man. Yeah. He was, I've never seen him sweat that much in my life. He's drenched in sweat. The Cavs just look exhausted. exhausted. Yeah. LeBron does not have the luxury to go and give you 40, 50, 60 and be the leader in every single stat. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He can't. He needs help right now. He, he don't got it. They have to work as a team. He don't got it. Yeah. They, no, they have to, especially if you're going up a team who literally the the time before KD, Kevin Durant had joined the Warriors, they were fighting for – they had made the finals before, and they had, uh, they had took the Cavaliers to game seven. So you can't sit here – and tell me that LeBron is going to have to be just LeBron James and go out there and be an animal when he's literally facing, it's like facing a whole Team USA right now. It's like literally you're facing talent on top of talent on top of talent. You're, for, you're facing a team who literally has four go-to men on the squad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every game has to be brought to them. Every game you got to bring out your best. And LeBron has been bringing out his best. He can't do it alone. You know, he can't do it alone. I give props to Kevin Love. Kevin Love, he's coming in. He's scoring about 20 points a game uh, during these finals. He's been doing that the whole playoffs. Uh, Kyrie, he was a little bit He was a little bit off of his game. No, no, not a little bit. No, he was, he was, was off, off of Kyrie He was off. off his game. He was off, off his game. I was trying to be nice. But, uh, no, he was, he was way off of his game uh, just this past game. If they want to win, Kyrie got to be the dog that he's been throughout this whole playoff series. Yeah. And, look. We'll we'll, uh, we'll get past this in a little bit, but I want to say this because I want to make sure I defend my my dude, man. Like LeBron, look, I'm a LeBron fan to the end. I have no shame, you know what I'm saying. So I'm always going to ride for my dog. Now listen to this: to go with him, I guess you know, really being exhausted and the, with the whole dog animal thing. 
I saw, uh, I was watching Undisputed with uh, Skip Bayless and uh, Shannon Sharp. And one thing that they said is that in the prior um, series that they had leading up to the finals, um, LeBron had more of a, he could kind of chill on certain plays because the teams that they were playing, he wasn't forced to really guard and run around the entire game. You know what I'm saying? He can go a few plays, you know, maybe being a little lackadaisical, being lazy and things like that because they weren't really facing anybody. You know what I'm saying? That could threaten them from getting to the finals. That, that's, that's a given. They were going to get there. You know what I'm saying? So now, to go with your point, that they're playing Golden State and they have four people that can give you 30, 40 any given night, it forces LeBron to also go after every block, every steal, every rebound, every assist, every bucket, go to the cup every single time. And at the same time, on the defensive end, chase Kevin Durant around for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Him, <laughs> Steph, Clay, you know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. has to play defense. He has to do that at the same time. And it is impossible. You cannot do it for a full game. He plays yeah. max minutes exactly. every game. And you, I mean, you can't tell me that any other star, any other NBA superstar has ever done it by themselves either. You know no. what I'm saying? Every, no. every single know. NBA star that's won a ring, that has made it, has had the help, that has uh, made the NBA superstar conserve their energy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, throughout the they, – they had some type of help. So I'm not I'm not understanding that either. That's I'm not, but we're gonna see we're gonna see how the rest of the playoffs uh, go. Uh, they got two yeah. games at home. Hopefully the Cavs pull it out. I'm gonna yeah. call it two two, and then after that it's oh, gonna yeah. be interesting. So we uh, we'll see. And I got I just, money riding on this game too. So I'm just ready to see Kyrie Irving because he's fine. Did you watch the so, game? Okay. <laughs> we ain't about to <laughs> Did you watch the game? I did. Well, yeah, yeah, I saw him hit that home run. Let's see him make that touchdown. Did you watch the game? No, I did watch the game. I didn't watch the first one, but I watched the second one. I plan on watching the one tonight. So uh, <laughs> There's no game tonight. There is, yeah, there there is a game there's tonight. A game. There's yeah, no there's game a tonight. There's there's a test. There's a game tonight. Anyways. Now we got to him out. I will. I'll have fun watching Y'all know what today is? Yeah. What's today? Wednesday. So is there a game tonight or not? There's no game tonight. Yeah. All right. Anyways, <laughs> I, like I said, I'm looking forward to Kyrie Irving. Today, today is Monday. Boy. Anyways, like I said, one more time. <laughs> I forgot, my bad. I'm looking forward to Kyrie Irving. So, <laughs> since, since Lady Kiora is not here, she <laughs> is- <laughs> My bad, bro. <laughs> Hey, control yourself. Hey, my fault. I forgot all about that. So, since uh, Lady Kiora is not in attendance tonight, we miss Key. We miss you, Key. She's out with an ear infection. Key, baby. Get better. So, um, Queen of Pop Culture, she was about to tell y'all about this stupid. 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 I'm going to love it. I'm, look, I'm looking at the website. I might love it too. Hey, they bad. Yeah. <laughs> this stupid show that is coming on, I'm not sure if it has gotten picked up by a um, by a channel yet, mm-hmm. but it is called The Real Side Chicks of Charlotte. Again, I will say it is called The Real Side Chicks of Charlotte. Now, let me just start off by saying... Mm-hmm. Whose idea was this? At, look, let me ask whose idea was this because it, it's now is this show is so it literally a, it's literally a reality TV show about side chicks? This but, is a reality TV show about side chicks, but it's not it's about the side chicks, but about how they're using that man for his money. 
is what it's about. What's different from any other TV The Real Side Chicks of Charlotte has been introduced to social media as becoming a new reality show filmed in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, to be aired summer 2017. Now, on this show, several women share their experiences of being the other woman or side chick. Now, the women are glorifying sleeping with the men for money, materialistic gains, and the positive and negative consequences of being the side chick. You know what I'm saying? So that's ridiculous. Come on now. We live in a world where young ladies are sponges. Children in general, mm-hmm. and just young people, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, are sponges. Everything that they see, if they see something like that glorified on TV, and they see the, the nice clothes, they see the nice whips, they see the money, they see all this stuff, you don't think young women are going to, she has something going. Yeah. You know what I'm I feel like we kind of live in a scamming culture, you know? So, that it's a lot of backlash, and there's actually a petition right now, um, to not even have this stuff aired. Really? And I'm borderline ready to, if they went so bad, I'm, I'm just playing. But, uh, <laughs> nah, I mean, it, it, they have a petition out here that wants people to go ahead and sign up, you know what I'm saying? So this doesn't get aired, and I'm for it. Well, so here's the thing. Like, I feel like a lot of shows, a lot of what we watch today, kind of have, well, they do have bad influence on the youth. Like, this is not the... It's only like reality TV show yeah. that, you know, can cause. But honestly, we see a lot about side chicks. We see, I mean, like, Love and Hip Hop. Everybody loves that show. You know what I'm saying? It has activities dealing with side chicks that I'm not too mad about. <laughs> but, uh, you oh know. No, 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 no. No. But, uh, you know, you, you're going to have your sources of entertainment that are, are not necessarily going to be good influences on the culture. My thing is, if you... All the women are black. Also. All the women, well, all the women, yeah. except one. Uh, besides one. Yeah. It's about it's about foundation. It's about I get what you're saying, and that's a good argument. You know what I'm saying? I definitely see your point. When it comes to the youth, we can please yeah. don't say what I think you're about to say. No, I know. I'm no, just saying no. That's like literally, like that's like literally dealing with whatever. Not just TV shows. Not just the music. I mean, this comes to music that we listen to. This comes with anything that we look for, sources of anything that we see or hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Anything is, is, could be toxic to you. But I think what is really lacking these days is literally how we're raising you know, this generation. So, I mean, you literally have to place a certain foundation within them that, you know, really has, has to give them principles give them the fundamentals so it really doesn't affect you know. Yeah, yeah. I feel where you're coming from and also to piggyback off what you were saying I think uh, the difference is like you said it's in music, different things like that, which it is and you know even then like we can kind of be guilty turn up in the club, we hear songs like that, whatever I think the difference with this is it's actually on screen. Mm -hmm. Now people are more apt to do something that they see rather than they, rather than hear it. You know what I'm saying? So when you actually see this, you know, these beautiful women, and you see the car, you see the money, you see the clothes, you see all the gains that they're getting from this, Right. then you don't think young girls are going to be more like, oh my God, I, I can actually see this rather than listening to it, listening to somebody rap or sing about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are more apt to do something that you see rather than you hearing it. I think it's more but do deadly. we not see it too? Do we not see that type of activity, like, on screens? Well, no, we do. We do. Now, it hasn't been as upfront, like... As the side chicks of, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we haven't seen it as blunt and as focused, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. you're right. It's out there like that. And yeah. it doesn't, I'm not, it's no, all wrong, but, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah, we, we, I just thought it was out there. I just wanted to say, okay, so to your point about the foundation, 
I see what you're saying, and I somewhat agree. However, these days, okay, I feel like television somewhat raises the children of today to some extent. True. True. Social right? media, TV. Social media, um, entertainment raises the children of today. Back in the 80s and 90s when shows like uh, Good Times were on, uh, the Cosby Show, stuff like that, kind of like the wholesome shows showing black families doing good. And you know, I, I see so many people talk about, like, you know, who are, of course, older these days. So many people talk about, oh, well, uh, James on Good Times, I feel like he was my dad. Or, uh, you know, uh, Uncle, Phil. Uncle Phil. Or, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. We don't have shows like that. The only shows that we have these days that are raising the youth are... Uh, the Housewives of uh, Atlanta and loving <laughs> hip hop. The Bad Girls Club. The bad These girls are thirty years old going on oh this show too. Oh my gosh! Come I on, don't, you, you don't know how many people I see, young girls I see like on the timeline or whatever. Because I click on the little hashtags like BGC, you know, whatever cycle it is, and all these young girls that I see. Posted about this stuff like, oh my gosh, bad girl stuff on tonight. You better whoop that trick. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm just so sick, especially seeing this of like seeing black women in this position and black women allowing themselves to be put in this position. Mm -hmm. Anything to get famous. Uh, like, he wanted me to ask the question, why embarrass yourself to get famous? It's because, I mean, people just don't care. They just want the money. They don't care about how they look, they don't care about the younger generation. They don't care about being role models because half of their excuses are that they don't want to be role models. They didn't ask to be role models. But it's like you have, you still have that responsibility and you're actually okay with a little young black girl, you know, five to however years old, and she's watching you flipping tables, punching somebody. Like, I just, that irks the crap out of me, and I just had to get that out because yeah. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this portrayal of black women on television. This is ridiculous. And black women, y'all need to do better. Black women on television who are okay with this, y'all need to do better. I'm done. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I mean, we, we got to do better. You know what I'm saying? You, because like everybody just said, you become what it is that you watch, you know what I'm saying? And or what you watch starts to influence you. And it's just, you know, for a minute, like it's just the trends, right? And this is just gonna start up something else. You know, somebody on there is gonna wear something or somebody on there is gonna delete part of their shirt and then somebody else is gonna be wearing it. It's just it's a bad cycle. You know what I'm saying? It's a bad example. It's a bad look, you know, for African American women to be going on to a TV show and, and claiming the title of a side chick or a mm -hmm. basketball wife. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like... Half of them ain't even basketball wives no more. I yeah, know. you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but they got, they got the ratings, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, and they got, the, they got the, the red carpet and all the lights and all the fancy stuff. And it's just like, you have to do better. And that's not the reality. For it to be called reality TV, that is not reality. And a lot of you people are living in a false reality, trying to become these people or trying to look like these people or trying to act like these people. And it's just, it's not what it is, and that's not what a black woman is about. No. But this is the, that's the message that these yeah. shows are portraying. And, and this is not what black women are about. And that's the message that these shows are giving to uh, 
other races and ethnicities about us, about uh, us as black women in particular. They think that we're messy and they think that we're loud and ghetto and all this stuff and it's, it's just not true. And my second point was that these shows are only, the only reason why this show was created is because they knew that it would spark controversy and that people would watch. Now, I think that if you support this show and you watch, even watch, let alone be a part of it, don't get me started on being a part of it, but just watch it. Just ready to go in, period. You, you are contributing to the problem, mm-hmm. and I just think that I know I won't be watching come summer of 2017. Are y'all gonna be but watching? No, nah, I'm not gonna be watching. I'm not watching. I'm not watching. I'm not watching. I'm not watching. And I think how bad the females are. And the I'm more not, we I'm talk right. about it, the more we support it because we're giving them a, a platform. That's what I was getting to say. But like, that's the reason why stuff like this occurs. That's why we find stuff like this in our music. It's because us as a culture, we feed into it. Yeah, yeah. we do. Like, if we want to be honest about it, we really feed into it. We give this. We give this views. We give this money, and therefore, people feel like, well. This type of stuff can really grow. This type, this type of stuff can really grow to be the face of the culture. Like, yeah. So I mean, what do we do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, we're kind of making art. We're making the bed, and we have to lay in it. So, what would y'all suggest? Like, happen from this point? Like, it's really like I don't want to talk about it no more. I don't know what the solution is, but. I just want to say, most of them shows are scripted anyways. All of them are scripted. And if you think that them shows are real and that's how, they just, go ahead. There may may never be a solution. It is a solution. Quit putting yourself in bad situations like that where you make yourself look bad. Listen, listen, listen to this. There may never be a solution. And the reason is, is because the harsh reality, sex, provocativeness, all of that sells in this world. Yep. There, you can't tell me if everything in the world was wholesome that people would be like, oh, this is, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It yeah. does not work that way. You know what I'm saying? This type of stuff, unfortunately, yeah, people love this. People eat this stuff up. They do. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I, I don't know if there would ever be a solution for as long, as, for as long as this world has been corrupted. Mm-hmm. Corruption is always going to be around. Mm-hmm. People are always going to be drawn to drama. Yeah. And it's people all, worse. It, it's only getting worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm over it. Let's talk about somebody who is doing something good, somebody who is <laughs> out there making positive, positive movements in the world. Uh, we got a guy that's been helping us, um, helping us get together as Culture Shock, taking pictures for us. And uh, we got a new logo. Check it out. Tell us what you think about it. Um, Gaines, yeah. um, who's actually... Almost like family, cause, um, well, he is family to some some people, you know. Almost he's my family is. too. It's my brother. Skip it. Um, but Gaines, man, we really appreciate all your help, all your support, sure, um, and everything that bro. you've done. Shout out to uh, Capital Gaines Imaging. You can follow him on IG at Capital C A P I T A L Gaines G A I N E S Imaging I M G. And he's a great photographer, great graphic designer. He's cool. Hit him up if for all your needs. And shout out to you, Gates. Thank you for all your help. We appreciate definitely, you. Appreciate definitely, definitely. Hopefully, one of these days, this is a good dude, man. We're gonna hopefully we can have him as a special guest one of these days. Sure, and sure. He share his thoughts and his uh, viewpoints on certain stuff and enlighten y'all on some some information. And speaking of which, you know, I, I got some. We got some family that's really doing a thing. It's, while we under this umbrella, man, I'm going to give a shout out to my dude. I wish I could say his name without cussing, but man, at damn Remo, man, you doing your thing. He 
released his project, Finding Remo. Man, he's starting out in the game, man. I see you working. I'm really excited for you, man. I'm really proud of what you're doing, this decision that you're making. Keep going, bro, with the artistry, man. It sounds great. Y'all check out his EP. It's Finding Remo. Find it on SoundCloud, Dapiff, Bandcamp. Uh, is that a play on words? Yeah, is you know, if so, that is so It is. I'm, I'm glad that you are so smart. Yeah, I'm glad that you are so smart. Oh my gosh, shout out to you. I'm about to say his federal name. Never mind. Yeah. Shout out to America for catching on. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all check out his music, man. He's really doing it, man. And uh, hopefully, like I said, man, hopefully he keeps growing, keeps doing his thing. So y'all go ahead and check him out at Dam Remo. Shout Check out to you. Shout out to you. So if you need some pictures, hit up Brother Gaines. Um, if you need some graphic designs, hit him up. Um, and if you need some music, um, find it Remo. Um, listen to it. Give it a spin. Uh, we thank y'all for listening. Thank you. Thank you for your time. See y'all next week if um, all goes well. Yeah, rock, sure with us, rock with us, rock with us. Make sure to follow us on all social media. It's Culture Shock Lex. All across the board, IG, Facebook, Twitter. Make sure you follow us, hit that like button, do whatever you got to do. Make sure you kick it with us every step of the way. All that, man, we've had fun, man. Just having fun, just engaging with you guys. Um, And look, we still growing. This is our second podcast. Leave comments, leave suggestions, leave all that stuff for us. Thank you so much for kicking it with us, y'all. We appreciate you. For sure. Peace. Peace. Plushy brown, I know God got all his angels all around. I know he looking after me whenever he look down. And I just hope that he move all my enemies from around. Yeah, mama always said stay in the church. My granny's whoopies used to always hurt. My granddaddy got away with them fucking words. And my cousins always told me what I deserve. Yeah, hey. Mama always said stay in the church, yeah. But I was more interested in living church, yeah. Plus me and my niggas wrote that prayer, yeah. Like-